things we're dealing with are threats to humanity unlike anything the world has ever seen before. We can bequeath our children a greener planet and a more prosperous future. That's what climate change is about. It is literally, not figuratively, a clear and present danger. If unprecedented changes are not made and made soon, there will be irreversible damage to the planet. Zero carbon. East tall. Hello and welcome to Zero Carbonista Series 5, Just Stop the Tories. I'm Ian Collins and this is the UK's number one environment-based podcast. If it's green, it is in. And here's the exciting thing, Dale. We start off with, was there a whistle there? Uh, yes, it's siren outside. Oh, I, th- I, thought I think it's the Tories. The Tories have sent the cops around. <laughs> I thought you were supplying some <laughs> spontaneous sound effects then for a second. Uh, because we have got a new feature here, and it does have a sound effect. Uh, what are we calling this, Dale? Yeah, well, I was thinking right wing nut or right wing nut, you know, depending on how you say it, but we just call it intonation, the same thing. In, down to the intonation. So if you get it wrong, you've still got it right. <laughs> That's right. And it's a kind of broad church, right? Uh, we don't care. Hang if on, this is a whole podcast in itself, right? <laughs> it could be. Maybe it's the, the title of the next episode. I mean, series <laughs> or whatever. I'm, I'm thinking it doesn't matter if you're in politics, if you're in the media, or if you're just a nutter, right? You should be in this section. Certainly my week has been fairly dominated, I would say, by uh, encounters with right-wing nuts. When you kicked off that mighty quilt from your bed on Monday morning, who would have thought that your week would unravel in this way? (laughs) And it it involves everyone from Julia Hartley Brewer to David Icke to Therese Coffey. So I think we should go through some of these. Yes. Who do you want to go first? Uh, Well, should we start with our friend Mikey Graham? Because you were on with Mike, weren't you? Yes, I was. And so uh, here's the story then. The backstory is FGR had a game cancelled last weekend uh, in Mansfield. And I put up a post on social media saying, look, it's not just a waterlogged pitch. The whole city was flooded itself. And there was a whole bunch of videos out there, rivers running down roads. And so I got on his show yesterday, I think it was. And he put up my tweet in the picture of the river. And he says to me, amongst other things, right, it was one of them crazy encounters with Mike. He loves his kind of polemic rants and but you know i made him smile at the end i told him to smile at the end which is quite funny <laughs> he says to me do you know the name of that road i'm like come on you know tell me what's the name of the road he's like it's river road it's called river road because it floods all of the time and i'm like oh come on like i mean i didn't believe him i mean in terms of flooding all of the time and that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. after the show somebody from mansfield posts on social media there is no road in mansfield called river road so, is that right? So we did a search and there isn't. And somebody else posted, I've lived here for decades and it's never flooded like this. <laughs> wow. So Mike is living in a world of his own. I think he's got Julia Hartley Brewer as a researcher and, and they're, yeah. just, they're just making shit up. Because she lives in 23 f***ed up Crescent, doesn't she? So, <laughs> is that where it is? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So I understand it. So, I mean, she's in this story too, because uh, I, I was nearly on with her earlier in the week. They kept sending me duff Zoom links. Maybe they were fake Zoom links. They didn't really want me on there. So she got to talk about me without me being there. And she's got oh, this kind of always trouble. smug look on her face, as she says, in, in this kind of knowing, kind of smug way. She doesn't believe the climate crisis is real. It's not really proven, is it? And then she says, 
I think Ofcom might have something to say about that. <laughs> I, don't think, I think you might be right there, Julia. So she's in this new section. Well, the thing is, when, you, when you're on with Mike Graham, it's always fun because, yeah. you know, he's a nice bloke yeah. and, you know, he's joshing with you and you are having a, a kind of good head-to-head with fundamental disagreements, but no bad feelings that's that right. sense. that's right he more or less lets me talk although he was more interrupty this time than he's been for a while but you know he more or less lets me talk that's because he's got a shiny new studio that's what it is like a new show but it's not as yeah a- yeah exactly yeah so he's got it all goes all the, the the bells and the whistles are happening there this nice set of mm. angry red around him <laughs> it's gone to his head that's what's happened though, just, to, just it's- to replicate his mood which is constantly angry <laughs> and perpetually pissed off at something or someone it's funny. So Hartley Brewer has made her way into yeah. uh, the, the feature. Mike Graham is in there, but as a kind of happy associate, I suppose. Yeah. What I didn't expect, Dale, was you were going to tell me that David Icke, who has kind of risen almost from the dead, he's, he's always made a lot of noise with his own fan base, hmm. but now he's he's jumping into your timeline. Yeah, so he jumped on social media and challenging me to a debate on the facts of the climate crisis. And, and, you know, with, with that kind of childish approach that some people have, oh, you haven't got the guts to do it, you know, kind of goad me on social media. And so, I mean, I had this recollection of some of the crazy things this man believes, did a bit of digging and stuck a, stuck a post back up to answer it, right? Like, do I want to discuss the facts of the climate crisis with a man that thinks that it's a fact that shape-changing lizards live among us, they're part of the ruling elite of the world, and they live in a base at the hollowed out center of our earth. Like, do I want to debate facts with this man? No, I don't think so. (laughs) What what a fun bloke to have a pint with. I mean, come on. I mean, come on, David, do the lizard stories. We love the lizard stories. You'd be glued to this, wouldn't you? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Imagine try- I mean, it's hard enough to talk facts with Mike Graham or Julia Harley Brewer, you know, but this man, he thinks the moon was made by those lizard creatures. It's not a real moon. Yeah, it's not a real moon. It's like a, it's a switch. You can t- <laughs> it's just like a big bedside lamp. So he's peak wingnut, as far as I can see, in this new section. So as, as Ike carried this week's wingnut of the week. Yes, I mean, easily. I think he's going to be wingnut of the year. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's going to be hard to – that's a shame in a way because we've kind of peaked on the the first go at this new feature (laughs) with David Icke. We didn't think he was going to give quite so much in in this first introduction of the piece. On a different frontier, we've got another candidate, Therese Coffey, who I was briefly human shield for at a previous Tory conference when the media were trying to interrogate her on the escalator. She kept me between her and them. And she was like your bodyguard. It was the other way around. Well, you were, sorry, you were, you were, you were her her bodyguard. human shield. You brilliantly just, either as an act of chivalry or just, you know, basic decency, one of the two, or either, you know, as a a quiet fanboy of Trey's coffee, maybe. I don't know, Dale. Uh, But you stepped into action and you helped her. Uh, Yeah, well, I'm not going to claim credit for it she was very deft in her moving uh, to keep me always between her and them but the the thing is she appears in the media this week i mean it's an exceptional intervention she's in the house of commons waving her hands around to point from east to west and she says with a very serious face she must believe it we're used to handling rain when it comes from the west but the problem with that storm babette whatever it's called is the rain came from the east and we didn't know what to do with it. I'm like, what? WTF? From the E? What's it, like a Cockney storm? Is that what it is? <laughs> no. But how, how do people like that get into power? 
That's her explanation for the flooding. It came from the wrong direction. That's a British rail kind of explanation. That's, br- that's an absolute British rail moment. It's leaves on the line territory, isn't it? So storms that come from the... I mean, you know, also geographically speaking, depends on where you stand on planet Earth as to what is east and west in that yeah. respect. So I'm just trying to work out if there is a sort of muddled logic I don't think there in, is. in such a bizarre statement. I think it also depends on where you stand on planet England as well, right? Because, I mean, I've lived in the east yeah. of England and we're used to storms coming in from the east. Anyway, no, it's all nonsense, right? It's, it's almost as much nonsense as shape-shifting lizard people. So, Yeah. If this was a sitcom, it would now just cut to a scene of <laughs> Therese Coffee and David Icke having a pint in a pub. <laughs> they probably are, right? Yeah. But this is where she's getting her material from. He's like, say this, Therese, and they'll buy it. I like that. I think we, we're never going to run out of material on Right Wing Watch. Right wing watch. You just renamed it. So I've just completely renamed it. We're never. Uh, we're ne- obviously we won't cut this bit out. But no. if this was, you know, if if this was a far different operation, we would cut it out and pretend it didn't happen. So we're never going to run out of material on right wing nut. I don't think Dale. It's a good name for a feature. It's not a Couldn't bad thing of anything else to call it. <laughs> Should we move on to Rishi Sunak? Because he's under pressure over net zero and U-turn after U-turn. What, what's going on here? Yeah, so this week, the IEA, which is a very authoritative body on, on energy, have just kind of put out a report, a statement. I'm not sure what it is. It, I don't think it was aimed at Sunak, but it might as well have been. Uh, you know, They say that countries risk fueling the climate crisis and damaging their own economies if they row back on green policies. I mean, that's got Sunak written all over it, right? Uh, they're also saying demand for oil and gas will peak before the end of the decade, which I think is good news. And um, and and they just call on governments generally, don't derail progress by weakening climate measures because, um, <laughs> I like this bit, wildfires and flooding meant that no country is an island, not even Britain. <laughs> there it is. But there yeah. is. So, I, I mean, I can see people phoning up certain <laughs> radio programs go, I think you're fine, actually. It is an island. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> we are absolutely geographically, we are an island. There's no debate about this. I think you're right. But it's a lovely, yeah. I mean, overall, what I take from that is this is a very authoritative body saying you, if you row back on green policies, you hurt your economy and you fuel the climate crisis. Is he paying any attention? That's what I want to know. We've been saying it on this podcast for years. Yes. Um, that very point. Um, let's look at this UN farming body story as well. Ex officials at the UN farming bodies say that work on methane emissions, which of course is key and crucial to all of this, was censored. That's a bit disturbing. Yeah, I, I have this image in my head of like a panel of scientists kind of trying to suppress a fart, <laughs> which is, I can't help it. I just think about, you know, methane is coming from cow farts and burps, right? But this is what happened. The, the work was censored and they've just gone public. Uh, about 20 of them, former officials, have gone public to say that, you know, this happened. And actually the UN have been downplaying livestock emissions under pressure from the farming lobby. Uh, let's do some questions. Steve says, what do you think about making voting compulsory? Just, just a quick word while we're on this about your area of interest as well at the moment, Dale, about voting and particularly young people voting. Uh, yeah, new campaign, Just Vote. The the actual online tag is Just Vote 24 because uh, Just Vote wasn't available. And actually, the election should be in 24. So that'll work out OK. The focus is 18 to 24 year olds and just encouraging them to vote, actually, to persuade them that it's important that they vote and then to help them vote because the government have made it as hard as possible to keep this group of people from being able to vote. And do you think compulsory voting is a good idea? There are places that I think Australia. Australia, yes. Australia have it. And I think they have proportional representation as well. And and because of that, they have a kangaroo party, actually. I'm a friend of theirs. We worked together, you know, I kind of took part in one of their events. And there are people that basically lobby for 
kangaroo protection, but they've got a member of parliament because they have proportional representation. I quite like that. Although they called the kangaroo party. Something like that. Something like that. I like but it. I think compulsory voting could be a good idea. It's going to be interesting over the coming years because although I don't think many parties have flagged it, but as people's appetite to change fundamentally change our voting system increases. I think at some point it's going to give. Something's mm. going to change. I think it will. I think it will. And and if, you know, if we get a Labour government in the coming election, I think I'd probably turn my attention to proportional representation after that in terms of campaigning. June says, how can we get world politicians to understand what they are leading us all into? It's a great, it's a very simple question, but you you, you pull your hair out thinking, is anybody, you know, why, why are people not listening Mm. to mm. the evidence here. Well, I think I've got two answers. One is they're shape-shifting lizards, obviously, so they don't give a f- They want a hot planet, lizards like that, right? There is that. Uh, and, and the other is actually these people, the real answer <laughs> is that they, they, they have really short-term horizons, don't they, the next electoral cycle, and they don't deal in truth or facts or anything yeah. like that, you know, and they don't actually have the interest of the, for the, for the most part, the interest of the their electorate in mind. I mean, Rishi Sunak is a classic example. He doesn't give a shit about Britain or Britons. As soon as he get kicked out at number 10, he'll go and live in America. We know that he's got a green card. He's pledged to do that. And what's he doing in number 10? He's a classic example. Here's a hydrogen boiler story. A hydrogen boiler push to continue despite the verdict of the UK watchdog. What do we make of this? And, and what's, the, what's your take on hydrogen boilers? To me, it was a really kind of one-eyed review this report that's been put out by some UK watchdog, they are the NIC, National Infrastructure Commission, because they looked at hydrogen and the proposal to run the national gas grid on hydrogen, and they only looked at that and concluded that heat pumps were a better option. No shit, Sherlock, right? Because yeah. uh, 100% hydrogen is an incredibly inefficient way to run anything. But what they didn't look at is green gas, made from grass uh, as an alternative. Well, then that's not a theory, by the way. That's this not, is this is right. happening. That's right. I mean, our, our green gas mill went live a few weeks ago now. We haven't got around to kind of announcing it yet, but we're pumping gas into the mains now made from grass. And it's not instead of hydrogen. There is a role for hydrogen, about 20% in the grid, all of our appliances can deal with that. So we haven't got any any risks. We haven't got to replace anything. We can make that hydrogen when we have too much renewable energy, which will happen as we get to 100%. It'll happen more often. And so there's a perfect kind of combo here, 20% hydrogen in the grid, green gas in the grid, forget the fossil fuels. And heat pumps are okay in some in some scenarios, I mean, certainly if you can afford the uh, the increased electricity bill and stuff like that. But I mean, there's there's a whole pickle here in terms of how we decarbonize home heating, and and no party has really got it. None of these watchdogs have really got it. Nobody's sure. talking about green gas, and we're going to have to work a little bit harder on that one. Indeed. A couple of food stroke drink stories here. Uh, loaf welfare eggs from caged hens imported to the UK in staggering numbers. This is always a very deeply disturbing element of the the, the animal farming world, right? Yes. Yes, I think I read that um, chickens on the continent, um, or particularly in Poland where they're all coming in from, they have a, a cage the size of a sheet of A4 paper. Not not literally flat like that, but the footprint of it is is an yeah. A4 sheet of paper, which is hideous. They live their lives in a cage uh, no bigger than that, often just a mesh cage as well. So nothing comfortable to sit on. Uh, that's so that the, the poo just, you know, falls through the floor where they can yeah, yeah. kind of shovel it up. Pretty hideous. But what made me laugh about that, what made me laugh about this, sorry, is is the, the idea of farmers, you know, running around 
trying to uh, claim that their chicken abuse is a better form of chicken abuse than somebody else's. You mean our standards, they're not great at all. I mean, they're only yeah. mildly less shite than, than what I was just talking about coming from Poland. And at yeah. the end of the day, right, what is an egg? It's a chicken's period. Why are we arguing about whose chicken periods have got higher welfare standards than somebody else's? And why don't they put mildly less shite on one of those red tractor <laughs> things on the side of an egg packet? Oh, red tractor stands for exactly that, mildly less shite. There it is. Um, and one here about coffee cups. Uh, this is quite disturbing. This is a warning over eco coffee cups that pose a risk to health. Yes, yes. I it made me laugh as well. You know, they've, they've got some some toxic resin in them. Some of them, I guess, not all of them. And they're not easy, actually, to uh, to recycle. There's bamboo and toxic resin making up some of these cups and it's you know you're just better off with a bit of plastic unfortunately yeah which is not how it should be right it's not and it's not how it looks right think oh i've got a bamboo cup actually yep. t take care because it could be impregnated with toxic resin of course uh final question this comes from karen who says uh, do you think there should be an inquiry into the government fraud when the tories lose the next election <laughs> there should be one now uh but you know because we've had enough of it haven't we i mean you know over um, you know ppe you know and the gifting of huge contracts to tory friends and donors who delivered nothing you know they delivered you know nothing usable to the nhs and all that kind of stuff i think there's a lot of material there i think there will be a push for it and i think you know with any luck we'll have a government that are more sympathetic to an inquiry than the one we've got now. Great answer. Dale, that is it for this episode. We will speak. <laughs> we'll speak in a week. Good one. I'm looking forward to it. See you later. Cheers, Dale. Bye -bye. See you later. Don't forget, of course, to follow this podcast from your podcast provider. That way you get each new episode automatically. Leave a review there as well. Really important stuff. And, of course, follow Dale on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash dalevince, facebook.com slash dalevince, and on TikTok too. Zero carbon east off.